0: Today, we wanna go over the three biggest problems with the new MLB proposal.
1: And what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Today, as my buddy here, Luis said, we're gonna talk about the three biggest problems with MLB's uh, current deal their current offer to the players. Uh, While, before we get into that, why don't you guys leave a comment in the comment section below. What do you think about the deal? Should the players accept it? Should the players decline it? how should they, what counteroffer should they make, all that good stuff as you listen to the video, as you watch the video. Make sure you leave a comment in the section below. So, the deal, CT. So, it started today, this morning. Carl Ravage reported via Twitter um, that Major League Baseball finally proposed something to the players after four days, I think, since the last proposal was made. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that are in the deal. Players would receive 75% of... of Their salaries prorated. They would play 76 games. Players would get uh, so part of this is they would get 443 million if playoffs are played, up to 200 million up from the last proposal. The regular season would finish 927. Postseason ends in October. Initially, when I saw this deal, I even tweeted about it immediately. Immediately, I said this sounds fair. In my mind, I thought maybe the players should bite on this, or if they're gonna counter, don't counter with something too out of range, out of the range from this. But then more deals, more things about this deal came out, and Andrew McCutcheon gave us the first sign when he tweeted, "LOL," saying, "You know, this this deal's a joke." Essentially, here are the three things that I find are the biggest problems that eventually came out later on. The deal is essentially the same as all the other deals; it just looks different. So in essence, according to Mike Exissa of Twitter, I think I think is how you pronounce his name. He's not of Twitter, he's of CBS Sports, but he put it on Twitter. The initial deal was 82 games at a sliding scale that would come out to about 33% salary. Then the second deal was 50 games at prorated, about a 33% salary. This current deal, 76 games at 75% prorated, and guess about how much in salary that would be for the players. About 33% in salary. So in other words, MLB offered the players $0.33 on a dollar. The players said no. Then they said, okay, we'll give you three dimes and three pennies. MLB said no. And they said, nah, I changed my mind. I'll give you a quarter, a a nickel, and three pennies. And the players said no. They just keep offering the same shit over and over again.
0: A nickel and three pennies.
1: Yeah, a quarter and nickel and three pennies, thirty-three cents. Oh, quarter. I I think I missed the quarter part. Sorry about that. Well, I'm gonna have to ask you to just you know maybe start listening here well, and
0: there. I just gotta say I'm looking at this Mike Axis A tweet with a thirty-three, and the little squiggly line means like about thirty-three. So I just want to say that for right now, I want to go back and redo that math because that little squiggly line leaves a lot
1: uh, off the off the equation. So, but, but I think I think what he's what he's Illustrating what he's trying to say that, is that what the it's difference a, it, is really small. Pay
0: cut. An additional pay cut,
1: and that the difference is really small. It might be yeah. ten million, it might be twenty million, but extrapolate that over how many players, it's it's nothing. You know what I mean? Hmm. So the second problem with this deal is earlier I said that the players would receive seventy five percent of the money prorated. The seventy five percent is not guaranteed. Only fifty percent is guaranteed over the seventy six games, and if there is a postseason then the extra 25% would kick in. So if heaven forbid or God forbid there's a second wave and the season has to be canceled, the players wouldn't get that second 25%. They're not guaranteed the whole 75% prorated. Do you have anything to say about that, Lewis?
0: Nothing so far,
1: man. All right. The Just third to... thing is that it requires players to sign an acknowledgement of risk. Essentially, MLB is saying, you guys are taking all the risk on the field. It's, it's a dangerous world out there. COVID is still out there. If you catch COVID-19 on a baseball field, it's not my fault. So what does that mean? They're absolving themselves of all responsibility. If they don't take all the precautions to make sure that these players are safe on the field, they're not taking any responsibility for it. It's all on the players. That's how I see it. How do you see it?
0: Seems like that. Can could, could we actually look at the acknowledgement of risk and what it's? Oh
1: my god.
0: Can we just get an answer from you? I don't have an answer so far, man. I mean, so far everything you're reading, I, I there's nothing I can form an opinion on Re- requires players to sign an acknowledgement of risk. What does that mean? Like it, acknowledgement of risk and what what are the terms? they're, they're signing something, they're agreeing to something. I guarantee it kind of it would have some sense in it if I actually knew what they were agreeing to.
1: If you're saying if you're signing uh, an acknowledgement of risk, you're saying that you're agreeing to take all responsibility if anything is to happen to you on the field in terms of COVID-19.
0: Responsibility of what? Like that I'm going to quarantine myself? That should be my responsibility. I don't understand what they're... I'm not saying that there's anything right or wrong about this, but I still don't understand what they're agreeing to.
1: (laughs) They're agreeing to if they... Basically, MLBs absolving themselves of having to do anything to keep the players safe on the field from COVID-19.
0: That doesn't, but aren't, isn't, isn't there a protocol in place or will, won't there be a a protocol in place when the season starts?
1: There is a protocol, but it hasn't, it hasn't been agreed upon yet.
0: Okay. Well let's say they put a protocol together of what everybody should be doing to stay safe. For example, let's say my company opens up. And they put a protocol in place to keep everybody safe and they make me sign a waiver. It kind of makes sense because if they put a protocol in place and I agree with that protocol and then I still go out of my way to catch the virus that is on me so far. That's my opinion on this acknowledgement. of No, I'm
1: with you. If you if you leave the baseball field and you break all of baseball's rules, a part of the agreement, you go to a bar, you lick the bar with your tongue, which that's the only thing you can lick with with your tongue. Um, you go on a subway. You rub your hands all up on the pole. and Then you lick your hands. You rub your fingers with it and shit.
0: You could have just as easily said you're a baseball <laughs> fan that goes to a bar and gets swarmed by twenty people. Like
1: okay, yes, yeah. If you're go a person, if you're a baseball player, that's not. I'm, I agree with you. That's not an MLB. But that's not what the acknowledgement of risk is is being assumed to be here. It's 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 assumed that if baseball doesn't take all precautions to make sure that that they're playing under safe conditions, baseball saying it's not on us, it's on you. If you, if you're signing this, you agree to play, like no matter what, you know, whatever we could say, umpires don't wear masks or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You catch COVID-19. Yeah. All
0: right. Just to be fair though, I want to see what this acknowledgement of risk actually stands for. And also I doubt that they're going to allow games to take place. Uh, without there being some sort of protocol, which I think the protocol in itself is just you get scanned before you come in, you get scanned when you leave. There won't be any fans. We're not going to allow you guys to celebrate. That all sounds like a protocol to prevent a spread or an outbreak. If that's what I'm agreeing to, then I kind of have to. You, you, it, it's common sense to have somebody sign that. But I still don't know what the acknowledgement is. All I see is requires players to sign acknowledgement of risk.
1: All right, there, devil's advocate. And then the deal also includes in terms of a playoff expansion. They're they're going to expand they want to expand the playoffs from 5 teams to 8 teams per league. That would that would allow it's like the like the NBA, right? That would allow uh 16 teams in total to be in the in the playoffs. The first round would be the 1 seed plays the 8 seed, the 2 seed plays the 7 seed, et cetera, and it's a best of 3. So that would mean if we if we take the teams from last year, the final standings from last year, that would mean that the Rangers and the Giants, who were sub five hundred teams, would make it to the postseason, and the eighty one and eighty one Phillies would make it to the postseason. Also, the Boston Red Sox would make it to the to the postseason. Let's go. Um, I think the Cubs. Did the Cubs make it last last year? No, the Cubs would they make it to not. the postseason. Um, so it it would open up the fields for a lot of teams, but how anything could happen in a best of three series. You just have to win two games is it not feasible that the astros who would have been the one seed and the rangers who were the eight seed that the rangers could take two out of five two out of three, three out of
0: five. from
1: from from Isn't it two three out, out of three? Three. Oh, it's a best, best of three. three
0: best of three okay
1: from the astros i actually look back on this ct and the first series that they played against each other the rangers took uh two out of three from the astros so it's possible wouldn't that suck though
0: for the for the sake that this is gonna be a shortened season, that might not even happen, but for the sake that this it might be a shortened season, I'm okay with a best of three uh playoff run. As long as the championship series and the world series are seven games. I'm 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 okay with that actually. I'm not gonna lie. I don't
1: I don't know if I like I don't know if I like the one seed playing the eight seed in the best of three. I feel like that's not it's too dangerous. You're risking losing <laughs> your best team in the first round to a horrible team. Yeah. And then you're going to have the Rangers, a sub 500 teams, potentially moving forward in the in the in the playoffs. And, you know, people aren't going to watch that shit. I understand that anything can happen in baseball, but the disparity from
0: the one seed to the eighth seed, you're saying it would have been last year's Astros versus the Rangers.
1: Essentially. Yeah.
0: I know anything can happen in baseball, but you're still going to get a good team going to the World Series with this format. And the Astros shouldn't and the Astros shouldn't lose. Yeah, you I mean, I think you I think you will. I I don't I don't I think you you don't know if it's going to be entertaining, but if you got a best of eight and it's uh, 16 teams, that means four rounds to get to the World Series best of three, I think you're still going to get a good team going into the World Series. Obviously, nothing is guaranteed in this life, in this world. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still like if you're the Astros and you lose to the Rangers in the playoff stage, three games, that's on you, man. Like you guys have had Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander both won 20 something games in the season, both struck out 300. I understand anything could happen in baseball, but you're supposed to win those games. Like what about, what about the wild card team? Like, do we get mad that the wild card team, like the nationals who were the legit wildcard team went on yeah. to win the world series. They weren't supposed to be there. And yet no, they,
1: no, you're right. They, but, but I feel like the wild card match is more, is, is more fair because it's two subpar teams p- vying for one playoff position. In this instance, you're putting the number one seed against the number eight seed in a short series where anything could happen. That's what I yeah, have a problem with. Make, yeah, I but- mean, at least make it, if you're going to, if you're going to, if everybody's going to play in this, at least make it a best of five at this point. It's not like you're just vying for one playoff position. It's, this This is the actual tournament here.
0: Well, yeah, but all, all I'm trying to say is that the Nats beat the best America's favorite National League team in the first round of best of five. I'm sure there were people that said that's that's not fair. It should have been a seven-game series. I bet you the Dodgers could have beat them in a seven-game series. That At the end of the day, you had your chance. You didn't win. I would like it to be a five-game series, but if we're, if we're just trying to get this
1: going, I'm okay with three. I would rather five, but I'm okay with three. Okay, so you, you like... You think Rob Manfred is the man is what you're saying. Okay, uh, the wow. next thing is that the owners are also offering to skip draft pick compensation, which means that teams that lose a free agent or wait, let me try to get this right. If I think it's if you sign a free agent, you don't have to give up. You give up your draft pick. That wouldn't happen now. And I think the qualifying offer also goes away with this. So what the owners are hoping is that, that players would look at this and say, okay, I, I could have an opportunity to increase my value a bit because teams won't be penalized. If they sign me, they're going to want to spend more money on me. Mm-hmm. That's decent. I think that's something you could keep on there. Um, I'm okay with this. The other thing I like about this deal is that the owners are are agreeing with the players on giving, uh, players that are immunocompromised an opt out and those players will continue to get paid. And they'll continue to get service time. I think that's fair as well. Um, and it looks like the, in this offer, although I don't think it's, it's a really good offer and players aren't going to accept it because it's only 50% of their salaries guaranteed. That's it. Um, they moved in the player's direction in some aspects. And I think that's good news. Um, at the same time, this deal, the players could just say, fuck the deal. Let's just play 57 games. At 100% percent pro rated, and they're gonna get the same exact money if they would have had they played this uh, they, they had they taken this deal. And if the, and if the players were to say, and forget the the pool money for the playoffs, we don't we don't care about that fifty million dollars if we make it to the postseason, just throw that back into to the pro rated salaries, they could play up to sixty-one games. So really, I think what they're doing with this deal is just driving the number of games down, and I think eventually. They're just gonna come to a, an agreement to 100% prorate uh, prorated salary at somewhere in the range of this, of so 57 games. How, I think that's how what's is, gonna happen.
0: How does how do they get 100% prorated at 57 games? I'm not understanding.
1: So what they're currently getting right now, I don't have the exact numbers, but 75% prorated over 76 games comes to the same is is equal to what they what players would get if they got 100% prorated over 57 games.
0: I don't how does that there's more games being played in the other scenario. So there's more yeah, money,
1: there's more money, but players will only get paid 75% of what they would have made.
0: Yeah. But you're paying, you're playing less games. So that money that was originally there for the 75% right. isn't there for the less games. So I don't understand so, how. So essentially,
1: it, essentially if, if, uh, over 75 games, <clears throat> let's say over 75 games, Gary at 75% makes $75 million, let's say $75.
0: Oh, you're right. Okay.
1: Do you get what I'm saying now?
0: I understand it now. Yeah. Sorry about that. I, I just had to make sure of a certain. Listen,
1: man, ask the questions.
0: You got the answer. So what, one thing that I, I think that I think the MLBPA sucks at negotiating because if you remembered the, what they were mad about, um, the When they came out with the 50 game proposal was the number of games I felt like that was the message that came out to the masses like we want more games You're only making us play these many games You don't want to pay more than a prorated for those 50 games, whatever So what the MLB owners came out and gave you more games But it doesn't look like they're budging from that 30 if that math is correct that 33% of their salary being uh, Only being available It doesn't seem like they're budging from that if you're not if you're not gonna budge from the 33% and they gave it to you on back-to-back uh, make your either we get this amount of our contract or we're not playing at all. And I think a lot of this would just speed up. I think a lot of this is just back and forth of hearsay. Somebody saying we want more games. Somebody saying we don't want to play under these conditions or whatever. But if it's about the money, make your stance the money. There's why would a negotiator just give you the same amount three times in a row and expect you to be happy? Like make your stance that you want more money or just don't play. It's a, oh. it's as simple as that. That's or how you why, negotiate.
1: Or or why is MLB playing games and just offering the same thing over and over again? They're not MLB isn't budging either.
0: Some but something tells me that the if those numbers are correct, that 33% gray area that I'm going to do the calculations on, guys. All right, I will do that for you guys. I will go back and do those calculations and confirm that it's <laughs> about 33% of their salary that they're getting. But why would a negotiation in general come back to you with that 33% knowing that you don't agree with it? For some reason, I just have a feeling that whoever's doing these negotiations is not focusing on that 33%. If it's not the 33%, then your answer should be, don't even bother. We're not going to play.
1: Yeah, well, maybe the MLBPA is hoping that they would come back with a real offer. But MLB continues not to come back with a real offer. And then at the same time, I'm going to go back to this one thing I keep saying. Their books are closed. So, I'm a, I'm yes. a, so players are saying, okay, so you guys have been making out like bandits all these years. We're taking all the risk on the field. You guys can hide up in your offices. You don't even have to come into the stadium. Give us so, more money. And I yeah, he, I I honestly I believe, and this is come pulling this straight out of my ass. You know, I have no sources here. That had they guaranteed the full 75% that the players would you would have some players jumping jumping to to sign a deal like this. I don't think they would take the deal. I, I think they would come back probably in the 80 85% range. But I think the yep. fact that they came back and said we're only going to guarantee 50% and you know sign this this shit so we're not responsible if something happens to you or whatever. Players are like fuck this man. This doesn't make any sense. You're just giving us more money.
0: Well, here's what here here's what I'm going to I'm going to try to just drive home this point. From the first offer, you had guys speaking out that they weren't willing to take any more pay cuts, right? Right. Okay. So that was established with MLB owners first proposal. They didn't like that a second proposal was made, or actually a proposal was made by the MLBPA and then a second proposal was made, still taking pay cuts. They didn't like it. Outspoken. All the jazz, all the tweets, all the bleacher report articles. We're pissed. Mike Scherzer, uh, leader of 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 the union or whatever the hell he is, was not happy about it. He said, No, we're not, we're not gonna take we're not doing this until they open up their books or whatever. The books still haven't opened and they came back with another 33%-ish offer. What I'm saying is is that I think the MLB players are not united around around the same you know, negotiation points that are being thrown out there. It just doesn't seem right. Like if I was negotiating with you and I said, Hey, I want to buy that hat, but I won't pay any more than a uh, $50. And then you tell me something that equates to $50 again, I'm just not going to buy the hat. There's the negotiation stops there. So I don't understand why this 33% number keeps getting thrown around. If the players don't want to pay for that, play for that.
1: That's MLB though, not the players.
0: No, but it's still getting offered. Like someone actually sat there and said, Here's what we're going to do. We'll offer them this. No, I, this is to what me, they the, wanted. The
1: way I see it is is that MOB is offering the same amount in these different ways to almost try to catch the players. Like, okay, maybe if I move this around here and put this on this side over here, they're not going to notice. They're still getting the same amount of money. I think that's what it is. I don't I don't think it's it's uh I think it's both sides budging. MOB saying we're not going to move up from here and MOB and the players saying, "Fine, then we're not going to move from here." So um, there's not going to be a season. No, there will be a season because Rob Manford could mandate. He could mandate that a season be played for as many games as he wants. What they're trying to negotiate is that the owners don't want to pay as much money uh, prorated. And the players don't want to play for anything less than what they agreed on, which is 100% prorated of any games that they play. So the magic number that seems to be coming up is 48 games, that the owners would be okay paying 100% prorated over 48 games. Uh, but what I'm saying is you went up to 76 games, right? Which equals 57, per, 57 games at full pro rated. This is super confusing. Um, so w- why not maybe just propose 57 games full pro rated and that's it. Or Rob Manfred, just mandate the season. 57 games, we're playing. That's it. And the owners are paying you, the the, but you're not getting the playoff pool money. The compensation pick is still there. All that stuff. That the, the owners are offering them the same amount of money, but they're they're dangling these little pieces of fruit out there. Like, okay, we'll give you that pool money, the compensation pick. But the problem with the compensation pick is that it doesn't impact every player. And is that just only going to be for next year? Because what what about a free agent who who isn't available who isn't a free agent for two more years? Does he get does he get that same opportunity where his team doesn't have to give up a compensation pick? You know what I mean? It's just a lot of these deals that are being thrown around don't make any sense. And you're right, it's on both sides. And unfortunately, MLB is fucking shooting itself in the foot again. Here you have the NBA agreed to a deal already, and it's not only not only is it is it a people are excited about the deal. It's going to take the NBA into October essentially, which means that if MLB comes back, they're going to be competing with the with the NBA for the entire season. You could have had this deal done and had people excited about MLB and instead now I feel like you're losing people because your your millions millionaires and billionaires are arguing about dollars and cents when there's millions of unemployed people in this country and you're fucking around here with this shit you're not even taking this shit seriously it seems like like come on already mlb this is bullshit
0: what if what if the conspiracy theory is that mlb is actually a dying uh organization like it's it's just dying like they can't keep up with the times they can't keep up with the nba or the nfl and this they is just can. the last days of baseball.
1: No, man, they can because they're record profits. Every team, I mean, the Kansas City Royals is a billion dollar organization. They're fine. I think they're well, yeah. they're they're run by a bunch of fucking idiots.
0: But let's just that's say that's
1: A and B. You're gonna love this one, CT. Sabermetrics is ruining the game too. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It's driving right, well, it's, let- it's driving correct- the, the price of players down. Players are pissed off about it because you have teams like the A's who. You know, you but
0: you, you know love, the you, love you know sabermetrics, man. You I love I, I, you I love this. it. I love it.
1: <laughs> I love it because of the the strategy. But what I don't love about it is that a team like the Yankees could raise a player like Labor Torres, and when he becomes a free agent in five or six years, he may be on the downswing. He may not be the same type of player. So the Yankees will have no loyalty to a player like Labor Torres. They can replace him with somebody who's going to give them the same. Production who's cheaper that part of it sucks and the players the the players get fucked over because of that You know what? I mean,
0: I think that that whole five years six years of control issue should definitely be uh, Reformed yeah, right agreed that the word is that the good word? But that's a topic for another day I'm saying back to my conspiracy theory before it was that what if they had these record profits and these greedy billionaires, yeah, man, rich, Richie Rich's dad. These greedy, <laughs> greedy billionaires,
1: these low Scrooge lives,
0: McDuck. no respect for the for the common man, none, sucking, none. sucking the bottom of of America's teat, teat. What <laughs> if they took those record profits and just spent it on a bunch of crazy stuff, on you know, and and they can't make their payments next month because MLB is just a dying breed of money of a of a billionaire corporation. You know what would solve
1: you know what would have solved that problem? Give a player's a stake in teams. Give them fifty percent of revenues and that how won't would that happen. Have, how because, would that ever work? Be, because players they do it in the NBA. Players are gonna players will have fifty percent of the money, uh fifty percent of the revenue and they'll have a stake in, in fighting for the game to stay alive. I, I think part of the reason why the NBA is thriving is because of that. It's because the players have a stake in it. And if if revenues go up, players make more money. So You have players uh, becoming ambassadors for the league. You'll see Mike Trout out there more because he knows he's going to be he's going to be playing for more money. Essentially, he'll become a face. That's that's I think that's why the NBA is so out there in social media and all that stuff is because everybody has a stake in the business right now. Players don't have a stake in this in the game.
0: When you when you originally said give them a stake, I thought you meant like give them a stake that they will own for the rest of their lives. And oh, no, 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 I'm, no, I'm thinking, like, how would that ever work? Because there's only so many stakes. No, 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 <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. Split the revenues 50-50. And, that, and that's ah. going to mean probably a salary cap. That's going to mean a salary floor, which would be good for the sport. I think you won't have mega deals like Garrett Cole anymore. But Cole could still be a $30 million pit, uh, pitcher, and you could have a lower-level player make more money now, too. So, So you're incentivizing people to stick around. You know what I mean? you're making it yeah. more interesting. You're keeping more teams competitive. The problem is it's like America, right? Like we want we want to become millionaires. That's your dream, right? CT, you want to be a millionaire, a billionaire, billionaire but yeah. But only there's only so many billionaires out there. So in in MLB, there's only going to be so many $35 million pitchers. There's not going to be that many of them. So if if you do 50-50, you may not have that thirty-five million-dollar pitcher, but you might have a thirty-million-dollar pitcher, and then this guy who makes five hundred thousand dollars could make a million or could make one point five million. He's more in- invested in the game now too. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, but with the do you, is that something that the players are pushing for?
1: The players aren't going to want that because of this because they then make, they're not because if then they, they're not going to be able to make that forty million-dollar deal. You know what I they, mean? And they yeah 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 hmm. They're, that's interesting. But at the same time, you can art you can negotiate in good faith. You could have a ten-year Great relationship with the league. I also, fucking replace Rob Manfred, man. This guy's a moron. He fucking mishandled Biogenesis, and I'll look at this now. Like, clearly he's not fit for the job.
0: Yeah, fuck that guy.
1: Fucking gap tooth motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I love you, Robbie. I love you, Robbie Manfred. Dor- Dorothy Manfred is a saint. Saint. Man tooth. <laughs> All right, uh, th- let's let's uh let put a let's put a cork in this show and sign off. Yes. Um. All right. So let us know what you think of the negotiations. Is this offer from the owners fair, like CT thinks it is, or no? I didn't or... say. Whoa! I didn't say it was fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Um. All right. What do you think? What do you think of the offer? Um. Leave us a comment. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and check us out on the podcast as well. I'm Manny at MannyGo3. That's Luis at Mojo no on Twitter. Thanks for watching. Peace out, everybody. Peace.